0: Yeah, I think the thing that happens is we say no, but, Mm -hmm. and I think this is the issue. And I think women get to learn to just say no period, not no comma. Mm -hmm. Right? Because no comma is, you lose your power. Mm -hmm. No period is pretty powerful. And so I've had to learn to be like, no period, Welcome to the Soul Ascend Podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and
1: generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in.
0: What's going on? How come I'm so far in front of you? I moved back because the way we have our mic set up is really weird today.
1: Okay, I, I can't turn my head. I'm going to go need to see a massage
0: therapist. Okay, so move around. Okay. So everybody, here we go. Don't mind the noise. Like it's like we're, we've got to readjust. Oh, okay. that's better. Okay. That's much all right. better.
1: Uh
0: how was your weekend? It was so great. I mean, it, it was so relaxing because guess what? What? I didn't work. Wait, you didn't work on the weekends? I didn't work
1: I'm all weekend. Super proud of you. Do you want a trophy? <laughs> Blue ribbon, please. <laughs> I'll give you a gold star for not
0: working on the weekend because that's a big fucking deal for you. I'm just manic. I've just have to come to this understanding of I get a little manic sometimes. Is that normal? <laughs> it's the highest good. <laughs> so everyone listening, I do have highs and lows. And over the weekend, sometimes I find myself and I don't know if any of you have ever felt this way, but sometimes when I'm not busy, I try to like create shit to make I myself know. busy. You do that. We all do that. Yeah. No, and it's so good to be
1: able to understand that and then understand that sometimes we just need to fucking chill, Mm -hmm. like chill and not feel bad about it. Like sometimes when my, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to admit this. Uh Sometimes when my husband comes home with the kids, when he picks them up from school, And I'm relaxing on the couch and I hear the car pull up. I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I got to like go do something. I got to clean or do something. They cannot see me relaxing.
0: Okay. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard because (laughs) I do the opposite. When I'm like manic around my house and it's like the weekend and I should be like chilling, but I'm really just like doing some crazy work shit or, you know, I don't know, organizing a closet. Because I need something to do and I'm busy and I hear them coming. I'll, like, oh, where's my book? <laughs> where's my book and my meditation music? You like beeline it to the couch and you plop yourself on there and <laughs> look, I'm relaxing. have
1: popcorn in your mouth or wine, whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've just been
0: doing this all along. I've just been relaxing all day. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Opposites. Opposites, yeah. Let's talk about that today opposites. Duality. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, I think that a lot of women feel like if they're not hustling all the time, their businesses are going to mm-hmm. die. They're going to like go flat. It's going to end. I know it's
1: this weird paradox that we have put ourselves into and in that we feel like we have to constantly be doing things in order to have value, give value. And, you know, at the root of it, I think a lot of us think that we have to do, 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 do to make more money. And, It's just so not the case. So let's just blow that bullshit up right now because I find, Jen, that the more that we have downtime and set boundaries and set priorities and prioritize family life when it's time for family, prioritize personal time when it's time for personal time, prioritize business when it's time for business, then the more we all just
0: thrive. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for this because when i've and i've learned this from you you've really taught me how to turn off and turn into my family tune tune into myself mm. um and i do that now because you've taught me that by the way oh yay yeah i've really learned a lot from you in that way and um it's really good for me and so thank you for that you're so welcome i'm
1: so happy yeah that- I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Well, you've really helped me understand how powerful I can be when I'm 100% present in work versus being scattered and trying to mom and, you know, worry about what's going on in my home or be a really great friend and answering the phone for my friends during working hours. Whereas if I'm just 100% connected to our client's during work hours, I can be 100% connected to my family Mm -hmm. and friends after hours.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's huge. Thanks. It's been good. I think it's so important. So for those of you that are listening, this episode will relate to, you know, moms building businesses. This will relate to anybody in work who's feeling fragmented, like you can't stop working or you can't stop doing. And trying to figure out how to tap into that pleasure portal, tap into being present, more grounded, more connected to everything that you're doing, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because guess what? We know the opposite. We only talk about things that we've been flawed in the past (laughs) because we have that personal experience and then, you know, we learn along the way. And so for me, it's been a huge process since becoming a mom almost 10 years ago of, You know, unlearning bad habits and um, just learning how to be a better human, I guess. Yeah. Because I wasn't always a good human.
0: No, neither was I. I was awful. I sucked,
1: man. I wouldn't be friends with me. Three decades ago, Mm -hmm. two decades ago, fuck no, dude. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and I think it has a lot to do with how we're programmed and conditioned, right? Like, I think that I thought I was being a good person, or I was being productive, or I was being, you know, a huge part of society by just working all the time and performing. And I think we've been conditioned that way. And so we think that we're being a great person. We think that we're being, you know, the way that we should be. When really we're not prioritizing in alignment with our values, we're just being performative. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, you saying that, I I think there's a lot of women listening that can relate to that where we're just, this is what we're supposed to do. But then we forget like, wow, I actually have, I, I get to check in with my friends every day. I get to check in on people that need me. I get to check in on my family. And we forget that in the hustle. Yeah, I did. Totally. And I think this is something that maybe you said or someone
1: said once is would you want your daughters or your kids to be living this lifestyle that you are living right now? Because I feel like we've been taught to like go for the gold and, <laughs> you know, like don't stop hustling until you reach that pot of gold mm-hmm. and we forget to be present be kind and have fun and be compassionate and conscientious throughout the way and we tend to lose ourselves like I would never want my daughters to be sacrificing you know values of friendship and family and um, adventure and experience in pursuit of something so why am I doing that for me? Uh-huh. I'm being an example. Mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah, totally. And it's it's interesting though, I think this generation is shifting. I see a lot of shifts happening and you know, I have teenagers, you have younger younger kids, but I see them actually listening. And I see a lot of these girls, like, really slowing down and doing things that are more, you know, rejuvenating and, you know, kind to themselves. And I think things are shifting. And I want to talk a little bit about that, too, later in the episode. Okay. But I've learned a lot from this generation because we think they're all go, 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 I think, all the time. But I also feel like they're starting to get more connected. They're starting to understand. They're starting to wake up in a really beautiful way because they're learning from us on what not to do or maybe we're just projecting our shit onto them maybe (laughs) like
1: no that's actually not our kids that's us maybe so Right, witches. Now, while you're listening to this juicy episode, we have a boombastic opportunity to share with you. It's boombastic.
0: <laughs> really fantastic. We are so excited to announce our new and improved Business Ascension Mastery 16 week program. And
1: in this mastery program, not only are you going to learn how to your business in a very heart-centered way and connect with other aligned souls but you're going to learn how to monetize and we're talking about making your next 10k in your business
0: and it's really all about making 10k your way because what we don't want you to ever feel is overwhelm. we don't want you to ever feel like you're hustling hard We don't want you to ever feel like you have to use paid advertising to get a result in your business, and instead, we want you to feel like you're constantly at ease, you're in flow, and you're really tapping into those hearts so that you can make a big impact in the world.
1: Yeah, and Jen and I created this program because we were so sick and tired of what everyone else in the industry is teaching you which is numbers 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 paid advertising and hustling hard I don't know about you all but for me I want to build my business and I also want to do it in a very heart-centered way without sacrificing the things that are important to me
0: and you know, we really connect to our heart-centered mission, and we have a formula in Soul Ascend that we teach you. And our formula is really, really important to us, and we teach you how to grow and scale your business. And we do that by teaching you how to number one, connect and then collaborate without competition, and that always equals currency in all forms.
1: And that is the Soul Ascend formula, ladies. So if you are sniffing what we are scratching, we invite you to, uh, learn more by visiting soul to grab your spot.
0: So Meg, I know we've done a lot of, um, you know, as we were starting our business together, we did a lot of boundary setting mm-hmm. and we did a lot of, you know, we really worked through what was important to us and our values. And we really wanted to ensure we were in alignment with each other and our values, Mm -hmm. that we could build a successful business around our priorities. So maybe you could share with the audience, maybe if they're just starting a business, maybe they're in the middle of scaling their business. You know, what are some of the ways that we developed those boundaries and priorities early on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think number
1: one is teaching yourself how to employ yourself. So what are your office hours? I love using a Google Calendar and time blocking. So I have segments each day where I get an alert on my Google Calendar and they're all color coded. So I know that, you know, personal time is always going to be purple. I know client time is always going to be green. I know podcasting time is always going to be blue. And so we have these different colors that tell our brain okay, it's time to get ready for you know xyz and then we're only doing that one thing during that time frame mm-hmm. and i know we have both found ourselves resenting business and family because we tried to do both at the same time
0: 100% <laughs> i think that's where all of the resentment comes from yeah. when you're trying to have the bandwidth to emotionally support your family and emotionally support your clients and run a business So I think for me, I've learned I am so much better at coaching when I have very clear-cut boundaries with my family and with you, with our team and our clients about our business hours. Mm -hmm. So how did we establish those, Meg? Well,
1: first was that we didn't have that. I mean, can I be, do I have permission to be frank here?
0: Oh my gosh, I hope so. I hope that we're, I hope that we're more than frank. Because
1: we were like fucking idiots in the beginning. Our Voxer was going off at midnight.
0: We were so and excited.
1: I know, I, I could not, I was like addicted to talking to you. <laughs> I really was because I was just getting download after download. And I'm like, I got to tell Jen if I keep it inside, I might forget it or it might not manifest in the way that i want it to and so it was like pure adrenaline excitement addiction and we were completely out of
0: control Mm -hmm. yeah jason was like are you literally voxing her at 11 o'clock at night right now she's going to kill you (laughs) like she's gonna her me back watch control yourself we needed
1: to control ourselves yeah are we you know what we needed to do Oh, we had to check ourselves before we wrecked ourselves.
0: <laughs> Chickity, check yourself before you wrecked I can yourself. love that
1: song. Beastie Boys, no
0: Run DMC. That's a Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Damn Cube. It. Check ice yourself. Cu-
1: wait, you yeah. are now giving me hip hop four one one right now. Please, Is that I, just, what's I
0: just keep it to myself. You have no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want this side to come out more. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> like between Pantera, Beastie Boys, and Gangsta Rap, you have no idea. Oh and Sublime. Gosh. There's another one I sublime. get to throw yeah.
1: Yeah. Is it because you were a Sublime groupie back mm-hmm. in the day? Shh. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, we've got to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, mm-hmm. which is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is such an important topic because I had to set these boundaries not only with Megan and our team and our clients, but we also set them with our families. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was really important to me to have really open conversation with my husband and my kids about, okay, I'm podcasting during these hours. You can't text me. Yeah. Right. You can't come in here. You can't need me to make you food. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Don't turn on the lawnmower, please.
1: <laughs> we'll see. And I have little ones. So nine year old. 70% of the time she understands boundaries, yeah. but if she like gets a cut on her lip she would still come screaming into my office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I had to remove myself from just being in the same building as them. Yeah. Do you remember when you interviewed me that one day and Lena was like (laughs) screaming
0: at me uncontrollably? You, You were like go get daddy he's in the hot tub i'm like what the fuck is luke doing in the hot tub while we're trying to record right now luke go get lena see that was a big learning moment for me because i
1: thought i was a hundred percent clear that i could not have been disturbed and he needed to be daddy but he was only half daddy because he was with one child while the other one was inside watching tv screaming mom 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 mom, mom, mom well and it just kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder so finally i was like i had to put my hand in front of the screen i was like hold on one second i think we were talking about boundaries we were talking
0: about boundaries and parenting
1: i was like this is gonna be a learning moment right here
0: (laughs) (laughs) go get daddy it was great it was classic we kept it in the interview because it was perfect it it was
1: (laughs) it was quite embarrassing and hilarious at the same time
0: (laughs) basically our life yes (laughs) But, you know, it's important to
1: talk about the embarrassing moments Mm -hmm. because if we don't talk about them, then uh, we're not as relatable. I mean, we can all relate to having moments like that, Uh especially as a parent, Mm -hmm. in where you don't have boundaries or your kids are just yanking at your skirt tails Mm -hmm. and... You're trying to get shit done and you can't.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's just been an interesting transition in and out of COVID also with, you know, women trying to figure out how do I work at home? How do I work outside of the home? How do I figure this out with my family? And I think the first place we get to start is always just checking in with our priorities And I think, Megan, this is something that we've really done a good job of lately, especially is like, we prioritize family and friends and pleasure and fun. And then we prioritize after that in our business, you know, what is at the top of our list? What is the one thing that we need to get done right now to move the needle forward fastest? And we really work back from the top priority down. Mm-hmm. And it really helps me know totally. that, yeah, it helps me know that we're really being productive yep. and that I can still let some things bleed. Yeah. Because something's usually always totally. bleed. Totally. I mean,
1: we're not perfect. We don't always complete things on, you know, the preliminary deadlines that we set because things come up. Yeah. And I think, you know, there is a fine line between having firm boundaries and then also at the same time being willing to be flexible and adaptable. So Jen, how do you, cause I feel like you're really good at both hmm. lately. I've okay. been really like flexible, especially with me and my crazy transitions with little kids and business. Mm-hmm. Thank so you. yeah, no, I mean it. So how would you, what would be advice that you would give to someone on how to balance like having boundaries, but at the same time, not being so rigid and how to adapt to when things come up that we don't foresee. Cause in business, things come up all the time Mm -hmm. that you could never map out or predict, which is why we're always teaching one step at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what is some advice you would give?
0: Well, I think the flexibility piece in my life has been learned, but the flexibility piece in my life has been learned because every day I try to ask myself, am I taking myself too seriously? Mm -hmm. Right, and I think that with when I used to be in this like very rigid, because I was raised by a marine. Let's just be honest; like there was no flexibility. Fucking crazy. Like there was no flexibility. There was no so rigid. No, like you walked a line. If you stepped out of the line, watch out. So for me to learn flexibility, I had to really pull in that um, that part of me that was like, is this really the end of the world if this doesn't get done today. So I had to start checking in with myself about not taking myself too seriously. And then I would ask myself, what's the worst thing that could happen if this doesn't get completed, right? What's the worst thing that could happen Mm -hmm. if this didn't get completed today? What's the worst thing that could happen if it doesn't get completed in an hour? And when you really look at it, it's like, okay, this is not a big deal. But in my head, because it wasn't in the way that I thought it needed to be done, I used to make it a really big deal and it would send me into a spiral. It would literally make me crazy. And I would be completely wound up and a bitch to everybody around me. (laughs) So I had to learn that really nothing is that serious or that important that it can't wait for the other person on the other side to take care of the real thing that's important, which is family, connections, you know, our, our children, our husbands, the things that we really need to pay attention to.
1: Cause clearly we're not a type or micromanagers (laughs) at all,
0: (laughs) but no, but we both are, you know, obviously we both are, but at the same time, Meg, like you've taught me to be a little bit more free and flexible and not take myself too seriously. So I ask myself that almost every day. Yay. Isn't that great? Well, and we are having so much fun. We have, I have fun every day with you. I have fun I with all of our clients. I have fun with everything we've created in our business model. It's like I can't wait to to quote unquote work. I can't wait. Yeah,
1: me too, hundred percent. I love Mondays. They're amazing. They're amazing. I mean, I love.
0: Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the freaking weekend, mm-hmm. but I love Mondays too. Yeah, and I think we've you know at first when we went into business, I was like, oh, it can, you know, we. We can work when we want because we're business owners. We can do what we want. And yes, we can. And so we've created this schedule, you guys, that is really freaking Mm -hmm. rad. But here's the
1: thing is we we were really clear on what our schedule and our hours are. And I think it took me a long time to learn how to do that, like years. Because 12 years ago, I didn't know how to employ myself. I didn't know how to set boundaries. Was I working or was I scrolling social media like what like what was i doing and so to learn how to master your own schedule yeah um allows you to be in your moment in the moment mm-hmm. whether you're parenting whether you're businessing <laughs> whether you're adventuring <laughs> whether you're spying uh-huh all the things podcasting and for me i have so much more fun now knowing that i'm exactly where i should be instead of feeling scattered and fragmented, like, oh, I'm recording a podcast, but then I'm also, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, like, when am I going to hop on the phone with my client? And so knowing that we have a very clear schedule allows me to be in the moment with you. And that's why we have so much more fun. Mm
0: -hmm. So I have a question for you because I think there's a lot of people listening, women especially that are like, okay, yeah, great. You have a schedule. What happens when someone wants a piece of your schedule? So how do you hold that line? How do you hold that firm line so that you can stay organized, stay in the moment, and stay present when people want to intrude on your schedule? No. Mm. Say it again, Meg? No. Ooh, I love that word. (laughs) No. I say it far
1: too often to my kids, and I'm like, okay, what, what else can I say here? Not right now. Not right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe another time. Mm -hmm. Maybe. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet, but soon.
0: But what if it's not soon? Uh Just not yet. Yeah. I think the thing that happens is we say no, but, Mm -hmm. and I think this is the issue. And I think women get to learn to just say no period, not no comma. Mm -hmm. Right? Because no comma is, you lose your power. Mm -hmm. No period is pretty powerful. And so I've had to learn to be like, no, period. I don't owe you an excuse about why I'm saying no. I'm a grown-ass human, and I don't need to explain myself as to why I'm saying no. Could you say, I love you, no. I love you, and no. Maybe that that, instead of but. (laughs) Because sometimes when people say no, period, I'm like, do you hate me? I think I mean no period where it's like you don't owe them an explanation. I don't mean like I'm sending an email that says no period. But what I do say is I say, no, I'm not doing this at this time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Perfect. And I'm not giving an explanation as to why I can't. I'm not trying to excuse myself. I'm not trying to disempower myself. Because if you say that to someone, they're not going to come back to you and be like, well... But if you say no, you know, it's really a busy time of year and you know we have a lot on our schedule and I just don't know if it's a good fit. Oh, great. When can I come back and ask you again then? Right. Is what their response is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you're setting yourself up for answering it again with no. So I think that this is a great lesson because I think we both do this really well. We hold that firm line. And I think I've learned a lot of that from you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: Thank just you. being direct. Being more direct, I think, is something that all of us can get better at. Being direct and clear, but in a loving and compassionate way, is a skill that I feel like a lot of us get to master.
0: Can we talk about this for just one second? Yes. Because I have to tell the audience something about you. (gasps) What? Okay. So this is... I haven't told you this. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. So do you remember like two weeks ago when you were like, I'm being direct. I am going to get on this Voxer and I am going to be direct. (gasps) And she, you guys, listen. Megan like sent two Voxer messages to two different scenarios, and she was so fucking direct. But it was like I was so like I like I was like I'm a little turned on right now, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I was like, Jason, I was because Jason's not used to hearing you like that. So please don't get mad at me. But uh-huh. I let him hear uh-huh. part of your message uh-huh. because I was like, I'm so proud of her right now. She, she's like so in her power and she's like, so she's like queen bitch right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were so amazing. Oh,
1: thank you. No, well, it now, was now we know so how Jason wins the way to your dot dot dot
0: dot 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 is being clear and direct are you listening jason he knows he's aware (laughs) i've been clear and direct with him babe we're having sushi
1: tonight only the crispy rolls Ooh, (laughs) tell me more more we're not getting edamame you're gonna sit in this chair and eat it all am i being clear enough
0: Much. oh my god
1: oh. no I love being clear and direct because I feel like when I in the past was going through my own insecurity issues yeah I would only say things that I knew were going to please the other person at that moment yep but what happened was I actually ended up letting them down because I could not fulfill the thing that I said at the time and then it caused even more friction if I, than if I were to be really direct about what
0: I wanted. Oh, that is, I, I really want to highlight that because I think that's it right there. Like you nailed it. It's so true. And if I could, if I could coach any woman right now and trying to figure out how to create boundaries, it would be really listening to exactly what you just said again, like rewind that because that is so powerful, Meg. Yeah, I mean,
1: I can't tell you how annoyed I get when people tell me one thing and then I'm like, all right, so we're going to do this. And they're like, well, actually, and then they come up with uh, 20 excuses. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I'm sorry. I just can't play this game with you. It will save
0: relationships. And so I think women think that by being direct, it's going to jeopardize the relationship. But really, when you're not, it jeopardizes the relationship. Totally. A thousand percent. And if it does jeopardize the
1: relationship and you being really clear and honest about what you want, then it wasn't a relationship worth pursuing. Like, best of luck to you. I love you. But we're just going to part ways because clearly we want different things.
0: Yeah. And this is another thing that I I really (laughs) do feel we do quite well. And we've had to have two-minute uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. And recently, over the past two like two or three weeks, we've had a few.
1: Where we both pissed the other person off. And, yeah. And like immediately, Jen, you're like, Megan, what you just said was not cool.
0: And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we're better friends now because of it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I feel like we address it head on. I'm like, you just triggered me. Like we need to get yeah. through We need to figure this out so that it doesn't happen again. And then if I'm direct with you in a loving way – we can solve it and move on immediately. Whereas we can, I always like to say this, it's so much better to have a five minute uncomfortable com- uncomfortable conversation than it is to have five months of like really uncomfortable energy. Whoa! drop the crystal, right? That was a mic drop, crystal drop right there. Say that one more time. It's better to have a five minute uncomfortable conversation than to have five months of uncomfortable energy.
1: Yeah, or a lifetime. Or a lifetime, because
0: if you're not direct about what you want,
1: it can reoccur for the rest of your life with that
0: person. Ooh. And you know what I mean. Like when you have a rub with someone, and then it doesn't get resolved, and it's always like, it feels like, ooh, when you're around them. You're like, oh, there's like an edge. It's like friction. It doesn't feel good. And it just never feels the same because no one had the balls enough to be direct. Mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think there was a lot in this episode that we went through. So let, let's just slow down for a hot second and recap. Let's recap, up. Because you started in a really powerful way about how you have created really firm boundaries by time blocking. Mm-hmm. And I think time blocking is definitely my number one as well. Yeah. It's super powerful. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how to create boundaries in a loving way, by saying no period, not no and excuses is why you can't. Yep. Right. We've talked about how to be direct in a way that can honor the relationship and not jeopardize the relationship. And we've also learned how to create space in your life to be present for your priorities and allow you to be more powerful in your work life balance. Anything else, Meg?
1: I think one last thing is this is something that you and I have talked about a lot is, you know, the transition. Like how like how do we transition between like parenting and being in the thick of parenting to like, I gotta hop on a phone call and then be ready for that moment. So can we just speak to that a little bit and then Mm. we'll get into our soul assignment and ascendment? Because I think this is something that especially if you're a parent or a friend or you have a family member who is very demanding, sometimes it can be hard to make those transitions. Like even this morning, Lena was like, mom, I want one ponytail, only one ponytail. And it's going to be right here and you're going to brush my hair and you're going to put on my socks and like i'm terrified of my child there's nobody in the world i am more terrified of than my child but it's okay and so she was very direct about what she wanted and then i put the i put the one ponytail in and she's like why didn't you do three ponytails mm. what's wrong with you mm. <laughs> and then, mm. why didn't you bring my purple socks mm. and then it was like dude fuck like somebody give me a mimosa now because <laughs> it's six thirty a.m. and I just can't I'm already exhausted uh-huh. how am I going to work today yeah and so I think a lot of parents might be in that moment in in, in this position where they're trying to figure out maybe some ways that they can get grounded and back into their own energetic bodies so that they can perform or mm. function at a higher level instead of taking that energy and have it bleed into their work.
0: Yeah, I, I I, really love this. And I think you're really good at this. And I would love to hear how you transition. I think I know. But I'd love to hear you tell the audience. But this is the thing too. Kids. Ah. Uh, I mean, raising, raising all these kids is so powerful and it's, it empowers me and also disempowers me all at the same time. (laughs) Totally. So (laughs) it's like, it's such, it's just the hardest job on the planet. I don't care what anyone says, but the one thing I know about parenting and after raising all these kids that are now a lot older than Lena and Mickey is they forget. I know we have these mom guilt moments where it's like, I didn't get the ponytail right. I didn't get this right. I didn't, she's I'm unhappy because I didn't get her the dino backpack that she wanted this morning to go to school with. She didn't have the right princess in her you know, pocket, whatever it is. Like in that moment, you're like, God damn, I'm a terrible mom that I couldn't get this together. Five minutes later, they have no idea and forget. And I think I've realized that through you know, all of the times I've had crazy arguments with my kids in the morning and they're calling me by four o'clock telling me how much they love me. So I think that we do get caught up in that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I want to just ground women in knowing that your kids, you are their superhero. And lena loves you all of the women listening have these beautiful children that love them till the end of the earth and it doesn't matter if she has three or one ponytail she's gonna forget about it <laughs> by noon
1: how about when i forget their lunch well they all they're <laughs> also they still get, love me they're also that happens
0: i know it happened recently <laughs> let's just be honest
1: and you were so amazing because i had to go and bring them lunch because it did. was testing day and we had. Shit. I was very. I'm like. I'm sorry. So sorry, Jen. But I, I. This is a priority right now. I think we're good with what we need. And mm-hmm. I. And I left in the middle of a meeting, and then you handled it, and it was such an amazing moment because it wasn't the end of the world. And no. there was a part of me that was like, No, you have to stay here. Like they're gonna. They'll just starve all day long. It's fine. <laughs> sometimes that happens, but sometimes you really need to go take care of your shit and yeah. your family because. You know, family is always number one for me as it is for you. Absolutely. And and because I communicated that and you understood and you were flexible, it gave me permission to go and handle my shit.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, I mean, what, like, what, like, really, it's, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that was the beautiful part there is that the worst thing that could happen, I mean, I've got it. You know, I've got it. That she has to wait five minutes. Okay. Big deal. You know what I mean? And the pressure you're putting on yourselves was so unnecessary Mm -hmm. because what you really needed to do was so much more important than that five minutes on the meeting, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I think for
1: that, what I would love to say to our listeners is give yourself permission to be flawed, to be adaptable. And to handle shit when you need to handle shit, Mm -hmm. whether it's handling shit in your business and you need to leave family to handle shit in your business or leave business to handle shit with your family is just to be willing to make exceptions to the rule Yeah. because otherwise how well are we going to perform if our mind and our energy is in a different place and we're caught, uh, causing this
0: unnecessary sense of suffering Mm -hmm. yeah totally and i think that you know you you do such a great job I, i say it all the time i have no idea how you run i mean you just you run your life really well, Megan. Like oh, God. you're really? no, you no, you really Thank do. You. You're like you can manage and flip flop between you know being a great mom in the morning and then being here and recording podcasts and helping our clients and supporting our community, and then you go home at three and you're like mom of the year. So I think that you mom of the year. You're so good. <laughs> you're so good with your girls, and you don't Thank give you. yourself enough credit. Thank you guys, you. she's really she's a really badass mom. Oh, so are you. Thank you. Yeah, I received that. Yeah, and so. How, Megan, do you transition between Lena screaming about her ponytail and talking to our clients? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I have my toolkit, which we've talked about quite a few times in this podcast. But if you're listening for the first time, you know, Jen and I have created our own toolkits in which we get to, you know, ground and reconnect and pour back into ourselves to recalibrate. And so, you know, for me, what it looks like in the morning, especially, is either I go shower. And so even just like having, taking a shower or a bath is so fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so cleansing. And whether or not you need to sing in the shower or meditate in the shower, (laughs) like you do you. And figure it out. And for me, I just let that baby run down my face and mm. I just close my eyes and I meditate and I um, reconnect back to what lights me up. And mm. so that's a way to recalibrate even taking my dog for a walk and being outside and walking. Yeah. Um, there are so many studies that that share the health benefits of walking and putting your feet on the earth and um, having movement, right? taking a, a yoga class. So if I don't have enough time to go to yoga class, I will literally put on YouTube on my TV and do like a 15 to 20 minute yoga flow. Breath work mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah. Right. Rubbing oil. And you say you have five minutes. Okay, great. Just like rub oils on, grab your crystals and close your eyes for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But having that toolkit for me helps me transition. If I don't have those tools, mm-hmm then I'm energetically scattered. So um, even like driving sometimes for me when I'm intentionally driving and meditating with my eyes open, which Mm -hmm. all of us can do. You don't have to like lie down and meditate. You can drive and meditate. You can listen to music and meditate. But being in this space where you're conscious and you're intentional about what you're doing, that is meditation.
0: Yeah, all the things that you just said just – kind of make me think about how you change your state of being right and all those things for you change your state of being and the way that I do is it has to be environmental change like I have to leave the environment totally and whatever that is for you I think that it's a really powerful thing to think about leaving the environment that you are currently Mm -hmm. in and shifting your state of being by changing what you're looking at and, and perceiving through your senses. Whether that be like you said, Meg, through oils and smelling aromatherapy, whether it be the warmth of a bath, whether it be walking outside and smelling fresh air, but changing your environment or changing your state is really the first thing that I do from mom life to this life and from someone like me who is highly claustrophobic
1: (laughs) that is golden advice Mm. thank you
0: yeah yeah thank you meg thanks for sharing and being so vulnerable and open yeah you too witch all right all right so let's talk about our
1: ascendment what would be a great ascendment for today we're talking about boundaries and transitions and priorities and how to balance work life with
0: personal life I really want to go back to your word. No. Okay. <laughs> You're like, no, no. I think this is such a great thing for women to take with them this week and their daily life is where can I give myself permission and grace to say no? Mm. So maybe we can put something around that today. Um, I give myself permission to say no done. Simple I love as love that. that. Simple as that. I love that. Okay.
1: Okay, so I think our soul assignment, which is our action step for the week, would be for all of you to begin time blocking.
0: (gasps) I love this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I like to use like Megan does colors. Mm -hmm. Well, because our brain can only
1: process a chunked down version of things at one time. Like if we were to look at the overall picture, like if you were to look at our calendar for the next year, I would go cross-eyed and be like, I can't do any of this. Yeah. So to have the color-coded time blocking helps my brain process mm-hmm. what's happening. So instead of looking at, say, 50 items for the week, I'm really only looking at three to five different chunked-down versions of what needs to get done. And it's a lot easier to process and a lot easier to implement. I really like that. Yeah, that's
0: a great soul assignment. Okay,
1: good time blocking. Yeah. So Jen, what would be a first step that our listeners could take to time block?
0: Oh, well, I think the thing is, is just start with priority number one. So list your priorities. Like what is your priority in your week every week? Is it, is your priority in your week every week meditation? Is your Mm -hmm. priority in your week every week yoga? Is it the priority to make sure that you're available for your kids from 5 to 10? Like, what is your first number one priority? Mm -hmm. And then once you start with your top priority, go through your calendar and create a color for that priority and put that everywhere. And then make sure that if you do have a team, make sure that if you do have a family calendar, that everyone sees that as blocked time that can't be you know, interrupted. You can't put anything on top of it. So I would start there. And then from there, work down like what's the next priority and then block it that way.
1: Love that. And this is why I love Google calendar compared to all of the other digital calendars is you do have the option to pick a color for each event that you're creating in Google Calendar. Yep. It's connected to your phone. It's an app. And so you get those notifications. And then if you're looking at your calendar for the week, you see the chunked down version based on the color. So it's really easy to implement. You can set alarms as well and reminders and all the things. So I love this. I think if anything, if you haven't time blocked yet, do like literally do it today. hmm your life will change forever.
0: Mm -hmm. And then share it with us. We want to know what you're up to. So we, we never ask people to go to our,
1: um, yeah, but we have in the latest ones. And then you say we never ask.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Did I say it? Yeah, you said it. Am I completely spacing that?
1: Well, because you channel during (laughs) podcast episodes. So it's not really Jennifer Luddington talking. It's uh, my alter ego, your alter ego and your channeled Guides? Yeah. Ancestors? Who do you
0: channel when you podcast? I want to ask you that. Mm. You know, it used to be in the beginning, I I would channel like past versions of myself. Oh. Yeah, because there's a lot to learn from the past versions of yourself. I mean, for real. Like, what? where was I at in that life that could, you know, give me information or, you know, knowledge that would help people not make mistakes now that I've already made? But now it's not. It's mm-hmm. like I channel the higher version of myself. I don't think I channel anyone else. I think I channel someone in the future that I'm creating right now, who I get to become. Yeah, because that person is like she's the highest version of me. I can see her. So what would she say? I love that you do. Is yeah. that really far out there? People are like, "Whoa, Jen! Whoa, where no, are you because going?" Because that's now?
1: what I do too. You're speak my language. Woo woo, bitch! <laughs> You're speaking out of the witchery.
0: We haven't gotten really woo-woo lately. We've been doing like so much strategy. We've been
1: kind of serious, laying down the hammer.
0: We have. We've been like strategy. Like we are really strategists this past four or five episodes. Which it's all just business. can be strategists. Totally. But I think maybe we should start asking our audience, do we want a little more woo-woo next woo-woo. season? We want a little more woo-woo next <laughs> season? Or do we like the business strategy? It might be a good thing to ask. Okay.
1: So if you have a, a thought feedback send us a dm Mm. soul ascend coaching on ig all right witches have a wonderful day did you love this episode we love connecting with our audience and we want to hear from you don't forget to subscribe review and share you can also follow us on instagram at soul ascend podcast
0: and don't forget when you write a five-star review screenshot it and send it to us at info at soul And we will send you our top 10 manifestation hacks.